you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Going to the hurry-up offense. Three-man rush. Mariota throws deep down the middle, looking for Matthews. Diving catch! He got it! Wow! Touchdown! Titans! The snap and the give goes to McCoy. Cuts to the right, now at the middle, Shady on the run at the 40, out at midfield, holding the ball in his right hand at the Jacksonville 40, outrunning everybody, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, touchdown, Shady McCoy, touchdown. And a third sack of the first half by Justin Houston at the 15 after the free kick. Going right, it's Tyreek Hill, he's got two blocks, he's at the 40, he's at the 45, 50, 40-yard line off the free kick, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, and high fives. DeAnthony Thomas as he goes into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by McDonald's All Day Breakfast. Go get you some, put it in your belly. Oh, Studio 66, ready to roll here as we look back at Week 12, get you ready for Week 13. Joined by Maurice Jones-Drew. Ike Taylor will say proper hellos in a minute. Ike, you told us about Tariq Hill. You're the first guy I remember. Three touchdowns, three different ways. A special night out there. Let's start uh, with that Sunday night dandy. Probably the best game in 2016 so far. Was it the right call for Gary Kubiak to uh, try that field goal from 62 yards uh, in uh, OT? No, I thought he should have punted the ball. Really? Yeah, I thought he should have punted the ball for sure. A tie? No, just just punt the ball. Like, you you got the ball first. It's a tie. So you, you had the ball first. You wind up having the ball first, so you get the ball, man. Just make them go the long way. That's how I look at it. Your defense ain't playing bad. You still got one of the top defense. I know, but then league. you wind up in a tie. If you punt, you're conceding that you're not going to win. You're either going to lose the game, unlikely. The reality is you was probably 50, end up tied. Was it 59 or 60? 62 furthest, yards. No, the furthest his kicker ever made a field goal. That's so right, that was yeah. That's kind of a stretch. I know, but it's a mile high. This guy's at home. Brandon McManus. He well, go the for it then. Leg. Well, go for it. Go for it on fourth down if that's, you kick a field goal. I think that's the alternative. Yeah, but what wasn't there? It was like fourth and ten, though, right? It wasn't. Uh, the fourth and 
to go for. Otherwise, I would have said go for it. I I think again, when you have a kicker like that, this kid has he's made it from sixty in pre in pregame, mm-hmm. right? That's without the adrenaline pumping. Um, I thought, and he had a chance to make it if it was on target. It, it, it was high enough and long enough. I mean, for me, and I think we talked about it. You listen at the end of the day, you you're the Super Bowl champ. That's right. That's you gotta a go big, out. You got to go out right. and be like, listen, we're gonna try to win every game. And it just didn't happen this time. I, and, and I get it. They have a tough schedule down the road, but they still the kryptonite for the Patriots. They always beat the Patriots, no matter who's at quarterback and what's going on. They still, you know, they still play tough games. That was a that was against a, a great a, a great opponent. Right. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs aren't no slouch over. That's a great opponent. They they played well. I mean, I think again you have to go for the win in that situation. The does nothing for the, you. If you pulled the Broncos sideline, there wouldn't. Uh, Three quarters of the guys, not that it matters necessarily, but wouldn't everybody on the side or three quarters, like I say, say, oh, yeah, go for the field goal. Doesn't the locker room now get behind Kubiak even more that this is what don't you want an aggressive coach? All we hear about in this sport of pro football are the platitudes about winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Well, then now all of a sudden there's your chance to try to win a game. You you take that chance. I played for a coach. I mean, Tomlin's like that. I played for Jack Dario who went for us four down. I mean, that's just what that's is what we did and became part of our personality. To, to expect to go for fourth down once we got into a certain part of the field. Um, and I think that's what he's trying to do. Like, guys, know, like, look, I'm going to be aggressive because in this sport, the the, the scare don't last in this sport. Right. You got to go out there and be ag- regardless of what. And if we win, we win. If we lose. That we sets lose. a tone. That sets a, sets the tone for the next five games that the Broncos play. The next maybe five in years. The January. Jack right. Dario has been living like this for the Raiders since day one, going against the Saints. And coach yeah, Tomlin's that way. Yeah, yeah, I like I like an aggressive uh, head coach there. Are the Patriots, you say that the Broncos kind of have their number. Are the Patriots any more beatable than they were? I, I ask this because a, a, a month ago I said, listen, there's it's the Patriots and there is a big drop-off to whoever the second best is. All of a sudden, Raiders, Chiefs, maybe the Steelers or Ravens, I, you know, maybe one of those two teams. I buy I, even the Bills or even the Dolphins. I just don't buy that it's all this mystique around Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But once you get past those two, what are you talking about? You're talking about a defense that is mediocre. There, the pieces. If Gronk ain't right, this is a beatable team. How say you, Ike? I'm, I'm looking at the stat though. We're talking about a mediocre defense, but they top three in points. They third in points of on allowing guys to score on them. Mm. So yeah, statistically, we could talk about a a defense who don't look pretty winning. But, man, they're giving up 197 yards on defense. Man, that's pretty good during the season because you have the Seattle Seahawks giving up 187 yards, and we know how good their defense is. We could talk about Gronk and we could talk about Tom. Obviously, this machine don't run without Tom. But, man, this guy right here, Malcolm Mitchell Eminem. I call him a dark-skinned Eminem. This guy has been balling ever <laughs> since he came back from his injury. That elbow. Yeah, he's been the go-to guy for Tom Brady. Watch out for Malcolm Mitchell. Uh, I think for me, the biggest thing is Bill Belichick. I think he's out overdone himself, right? You get rid of Jamie Collins. You don't bring. You get rid of a Chandler Jones. Agree. You do all these things because in your mind you feel like, well, I can get the job done. And that defense is, even though they're not giving up a lot of points. They haven't really played a lot of explosive offenses either. I mean, the Jets aren't explosive. They haven't played. I mean, the Dolphins' offense isn't really explosive. If you have to go against a team that scores points, it's going to be tough. Now, there's not many in the AFC right now. There's probably like one or two. But still, Seattle wasn't doing anything. And them boys put up 30 points like that. And, and so I think the biggest thing for me is as long as you have Tom Brady, you always have a chance. That's always that's always going to be it. But the one time Tom slips up because he's human, the one time he doesn't, he's not on his A game, 
and that defense isn't right, and you play a team that can put up points, it might be an issue. Well, and he's 39, and he has a bad knee, and maybe you could just describe it to, well, the Jets always play the Patriots tough. But, man, they, they didn't look necessarily great, especially in the first half in San Francisco. This could be a trend, and you know what? Nobody is going to be great forever. That is a, a fact. And yeah. Tom Brady, may, and if Gronk is a little bit banged up, and you know what? I get the mystique. What's it like when you, Maurice, actually, you, oh, actually, both you guys played uh, the Patriots, but the Patriots weren't exactly the Patriots. They put up points on yet. us. Yeah, they were, they were when we played them. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, when you know, the yeah, second time up. you got them in the title game, they had that mystique about them. Is that a factor if you're a pro football player looking across in the oh. pregame and saying, like, oh, my goodness, that's Tom Brady over oh, that's, there. That's oh, it's uh, Bill Belichick. Does that strike fear in you? No, not at all. I, no. I mean, we played them uh, when they were undefeated in the playoffs, and we went into Foxborough. And so I mean, we had some, we had some, some oh, tough guys though. We had some dogs, yeah. and so they were like, "Listen, if you scared, don't come out." Yeah, because we finna go on this thing to win, and we had a chance. We went for it on fourth down. Um, I think Dennis Northcutt dropped the, the post to win the game, pretty much put us up by ten. Uh, with with maybe a little under seven minutes left, and he dropped it, and that was a game. But we went in there understanding, like, look, it's gonna be a tough game, but at the end of the day. Hey, we believed in ourselves. That's how you have to go out there and play against. You can't be you so mystique is not a thing. A it's a thing to the fans. Yeah, that's, that's the fan and media. Yeah, I know. You know that's what? That's a fan. All I, day. You know what? I say jive. I say that you do. It's all good. I say you do think about that. You do think, oh man, Tom no. Brady's good. I oh, he's gonna get us. We gave you him. need you need to wake up. Is that true? You guys, re- there's yeah, no you really need. There's no such up. no pro football defender is thinking like, oh man, Tom Brady. I mean, when, when, when you playing Tom Brady, when I played Tom Brady, I was trying to get off. Yeah, because I, I, I know I'm greatest. playing one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Man, throw him my way a few times so I can pick you up. That's how I is feel. Is that right? Yeah, that's how you feel when you hmm. play. When you feel like you're the best, you want to play the best. We always talk about competition at its finest. It's going to bring the best or the worst out of somebody. When you're a competitor, man, you always want to play the best because you want to see where you at with it. Now, getting hmm. back to the New England Patriots, they just like the Seattle Seahawks. They always start off slowing games. Always, but we always talk about the second half mm-hmm. adjustments. Man, what y'all boys talking about in this locker room? Okay, we diagnosing this defense. This is exactly what they're doing to us. Now you got your two running backs. You got your two running backs. That's key. Tom Brady, even though he loves Gronk, he loves his running backs because he loves that linebacker-running back matchup. Every time. It never fails. So once you get another healthy Dion, I don't know oh. if Dion is coming back, but if he comes back – that's going to be a plus. You got Malcolm Mitchell, the young stud from the elbow injury. He's coming back. That's going to be a plus. You still have Bennett. Now, Bennett hasn't been a Bennett we saw earlier, but he's still Bennett if Gronk is unhealthy. I'm telling you, man, these New England Patriots, they never blink. I hear you. Deion Lewis does look like he's at 100% now already. It doesn't look like there's any uh, rust on that. But I do think Gronk, you know, this is a, this is a multiple injuries. It's not one thing he's doing. He's got a couple of things. He can shut here. it down. I know. He, he, if he can, he's not he can shut it down. If he's not 100%, this is a very mortal and beatable Patriots I'll say this, game, and, the, like. and the thing I like about the Patriots and, and why I would say they, they're unbeatable is that even in the, when they were undefeated, they were throwing the ball over the yard. When we played them, Lawrence Maroney had 150 yards rushing. Like they, they can, From they, Minnesota. Yeah, however, however you want to do it. Yeah. We can do it. If you want to stop this passing game, we'll turn around and hand off to LeGarrette Blunt. That's fine with us. And he's quietly LeGarrette Blunt has been having a career season for himself, especially in touchdowns yep. and in rushing yards. So yeah. like MJD said, they can go either way you want to go. We can sling this thing all day. Tom can throw for 400. Or Tom can throw for 20 attempts and let Blunt go for 150. 
All right. I mean, I, I listen. I think the Patriots are still obviously the favorite, but uh, the Raiders have have closed it's that. It's not going to be pretty Chiefs every time. Have, have you heard that Tupac song? How do you want it? <laughs> that's that's kind of what they be playing I, in the locker. I hear you. I hear you. Like, and the, and, and the, the answer is no. I ha- I don't know that song. Yeah, but all right, let's uh, move to on to uh, the last thing in the hurry up. The triplets. This is one of uh, my favorite subjects here is uh, who has the best uh, offensive triplets. One QB, one pass catcher, one running back. It's easy to say America's team, but I'll tell you what. You saw on Thursday night on uh, Thanksgiving, Lev Bell, Antonio Brown, Roethlisberger. Those are the two best. Which would you rather have? I, you know what? For I'm, the next 18 months, let's say I, that. The rest of this season and, and next, next season. season. Which I, I'm going to go with the Steelers because Big Ben knows that. He knows that those are his go-to guys. Where Dak Prescott's going to throw it to Cole Beasley. He's going to throw it to Bryce Bell. He's going to throw it to everybody. No, 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 no. Throw it to the go-to guy. So Ben's, you know, he rarely, he may throw it to Ladarius Green two or three times throughout the course of the game, but the guys that got the most targets – were, were Lev Bell and Antonio Brown. Brown. Th- those are his guys, and he knows that. So if, if you're speaking fantasy football, if you're speaking just regular football, you know those guys are going to touch the ball. Those three guys in Pittsburgh are going to touch the ball all game long. Take your balls. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle Tafoya. <laughs> and, and there you go. I mean, Pittsburgh still is all day, man. Really? All day? I, I, surprised, I'm so, I thought somebody would say the Cowboys because it seems nah. like everybody's talking Dak and Zeke and all that. I mean, they're, they're, they're young. The, the, go, the go-to plan the last two games, and we've been talking about this, I love Antonio Brown, but Lev Bell is the guy. Mm-hmm. You got to feed Lev Bell, whether you want to send him out so he can catch the ball as a receiver or just hand the ball off to him the first ten times of a drive. Like, Lev Bell is the go-to guy. He's the ultimate mismatch. So, Antonio Brown, you saw what he did against the Colts, man. The man just lit him up. That's what he do. Got guys falling, breaking ankles. Everybody have these mysterious injuries now when Antonio Brown get hot in that kitchen. And Big <laughs> and big Ben, man, Big Ben just been Big Ben. He said it two weeks ago. It was like, Big Ben, y'all lost the close game in Dallas. What do you have planned? He said, man, I just told my guys to follow me. Mm-hmm. Just follow my lead. And you see what this young man is doing, man. Big Ben has really taken on the big leadership role for the Pittsburgh Steelers. A better triplet. There's no other triplet than the San, not San Antonio. No other triplet than the Steelers with Antonio Brown, Lev Bell, and Big Ben. I also think that uh, you know, first of all, a lot of people are already putting the Cowboys into the Super Bowl. I'll remind you, there's a half century of evidence that says that's not going to happen. You were there when Roethlisberger was a rookie. Joe Flacco almost got it done with the Ravens, but no rookie QB has ever taken his team as far as the Super Bowl. So Dak, I mean, the he one could thing, do it. He could do it, but I'm saying nobody has ever done it before. The that's one all. Thing Fifty that, years. The one thing we fail to realize though is that offensive line is unbelievable, man. Like I, that's I don't why I ain't care. tripping. I don't care about what any history says. Those yeah. guys, history they, had it online. They did not have that offensive line. <laughs> I'm telling you, them dudes are unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. When you're watching tape, and they're like just mauling guys down, guys that are known to stop the run, just getting rolled up out of there. I mean, going against Baltimore, I talked one of my boys is uh, the, the assistant special teams coach, and I was like, what was it like? He was like, I've never seen some of our guys get moved the way they were getting moved. Like, their offensive line is real. And that's what comes down to it. That's why you're able to see Dak Prescott and, and Ezekiel Elliott and Des Bryant be a part of that triples because no one gets close to them. It's amazing, too. I mean, there are some good teams out there. Obviously, Seattle uh, comes to mind. They have a shoddy offensive line. But, 
Yeah, it, it must be tempting to play copycat if you look at the Cowboys did it through the draft. They just they they, they stopped doing the sexy picks year yeah. after they, year. They just picked up yeah. piece after piece. Yeah, with they stopped high doing picks. the sexy picks. Then the Raiders did it mostly free through agency. free agency. Yep. But either way, that's uh, that's a template that other teams that are looking to get over need to start following. Is build up the line of scrimmage. It's no the, it's boring, but that's the that's the way you get it done. That's I mean, how you get the January. Every time Dallas picked the offensive lineman, I would text my agent. Like, oh, my gosh, give them two years, two, three years, and they're going to be on top of it. I mean, they had their six guys, Ron Leary, who was like a, a fifth-round draft pick, but a mauler out of out of Memphis. And as soon as uh, Lyle Collins goes down, you just plug another guy in who started, who has been a starter for your team, and they, just, they don't miss anything. Oh, guys. We forgot is, about Collins. Oh, it's getting good. That's what oh, – a lot of, lot of good storylines emerging here. Let's get to them and start the show. Yes, hi and hello again, and welcome to the DDFP, presented again by McDonald's. All-day breakfast, go get you some. Let's say hello to our pals here in Studio 66 as we, uh, like I say, we're going to look back. We've got to talk a little bit of Derek Carr here, the magic finger, if Maurice and Ike had anything to do with that, what happened in NOLA. Fascinating stuff there. <laughs> Thrill of victory, agony of defeat. Ike's XO, we're going to look at Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz. Ike's a scapegoat. Vontez Perfect. Oh, we have much to kibitz about here. First, let's say hello to everybody starting off with number 24 from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here he is, Ike Taylor. Bone and Gretna, uh-huh. Guy on the state kills me. Number 24 has got a million Taylor. I can't spell that fast. How you always mess up Taylor? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a great speller. Do you right. know in fifth grade, I didn't miss one word in any spelling bee. We did one every Friday. We had a spelling quiz. Damashek. Undefeated. The whole I didn't miss one word, but I can't spell fast. That's my uh, gotcha. that's my uh, kryptonite there. How are you, Ike? How was Thanksgiving for you? Thanksgiving was fine, man. I took my son to North Carolina to see his cousins. Saw my sisters and my mom. Man, had a good Thanksgiving. You ate. I saw on uh, social media you ate hot cake. Mm-hmm. Well, I never heard a cake being heated up. Yeah, so gives. you just put the cake in for like ten to twelve seconds, man. Then you just get the ice cream out the freezer. Cake be nice and warm. Ice cream, you put the ice cream on top of the warm cake. Man, it give you a headache. I had so many slices, I caught a headache from all the sugar. <laughs> but I've never heard of <laughs> heating up cake yeah. before. Yeah. Oh. You should try it. I've had I've had hot peach cobbler, and right. that's very good. Say it again. So, you had what? Peach cobbler. I oh. <laughs> Collar. Collar. I like to eat a lot of, of uh, pastry. Excited. I ate a lot of Ooh. pie and stuff. Um, also, I saw, Ike, that you were talking about um, your uh, – or I, uh, you and Maurice were talking yesterday, and uh, I jumped into the conversation. You were watching on an Animal Planet, mm-hmm. Savage Kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's your Sa- new show, huh? Savage Kingdom. So I'm an Animal Planet guy, man. I just like my animals. So hyenas, the way they live, jaguars, the way they live, um, lions, the way they live. It's just, man, it's jaguars. It's the way they live. It's the – survival of the fittest out there mm. so they call it savage kingdom and you know a lot of stuff happened at night so if you were if you could be one beast one not beast? a human you could be any creature on the face of the earth but not a human mm-hmm. which would it be an eagle an eagle hmm i guess well because the what it means to america or just because you'd like to soar and nah, beautiful it, with it, that white head like that so they train eagles in the tribe 
in the tribe. I forgot exactly what his tribe is. They tr- so eagles are like their go getters. So they go get foxes. They go get coyotes. Like these eagles, like per square, uh, crunch. Yep. When I say they crush a skull, like crush a skull. When I saw these two eagles get that coyote down and get that wolf down, I was like, that's what I want to be right there in my next life. Hmm. Let me be an eagle. Good luck. I hope you get that. It's oh. ironic, though, because you are played in Pittsburgh and were a Steeler. Now you want to be a, an Eagle. I mean, I get it, Shaq. You try it. I, I know. It's a, yeah, that's lame. It. That's not a point. That's you not a real it. point. I, I, I celebrate your, yeah, uh, your, you your desire to soar. All right, let's say hello <laughs> to the former Jaguar. Speaking of Jaguars, and a Raider, too, and a Bruin. Oh, he's been many beasts uh, that have roamed the, uh, All type of things. <laughs> the planet Earth. It's Maurice Jones-Drew, everybody. There he is. Straight out of old That's where he's born and grown. Drafted by the Jaguar. Addicted to the insult. Now he's all with Damashek. Yeah, that's his new home. So call him Maurice. We all call him MJD. 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 We need to turn down the bass a little bit. Yeah, that was some. I, I caught that bass too. In there. I feel like we put that in the <laughs> trunk. Hey. It'd be ringing. Bro, y'all had some dogs back in that backfield. I'm telling you, man. It was it was the you talk about survival of the fittest. Every day you had to go out there and perform, otherwise your job could have got taken. That's one of my favorite things to do is here at the NFL or out in the streets is when someone comes up to Maurice, who's a Jags fan, and ask him who's the best Jaguars running back of all time. It's fun to hear their answer. There's only one obvious here's a here's a tip for everybody out there. <laughs> if the person is there in earshot, always say him. You know, like Fred Taylor's not there. You don't have to – Maurice isn't going to be impressed by you going, oh, it's definitely Fred Taylor. Oh, it's Natron Means. No, you don't have to do that. Maurice is standing there. It's unlikely Fred <laughs> Taylor's going to hear about your praise. No, it's all good. I, I definitely – I got a chance to play behind him. I mean, you talk about it. I mean, we had – Brandon. when I first got there, Lower there was nine running backs first. when I first got there. I was the ninth one. Hmm. And then there was a, we, we had another free agent guy who's still – I want to say he's still playing in football right now. He's a special teams guy, Montel Owens. He was the 10th guy. We were rocking. And you know what? Fred Taylor has said this to me before, too. And you've said everybody, everywhere he goes, Rashad Jennings is considered to be one of the most talented runners among the guys who've ever been around him. How was your Thanksgiving, though, Maurice? Oh, Sheck, man. You know, uh, family came down. Uh, my uncle, my mom, my grandma, they cooked gumbo. Mm. They cooked, uh, they had, they fried two turkeys. Mm. They had a the honey baked ham, uh, mac and cheese, collard greens, black eyed peas. Green beans. The whole nine, um, bro. No, I, I keep going. Peach cobbler, pecan pie, sweet potato Ooh, pie. There was a cobbler. Oh, it was all it was all of that in there. I mean, I, I ate so much. You know, at first I at first started off with a gumbo because I, I was like, look, my grandma stayed up all night for this for your boy. And then one of my cousins tried to put their finger, like get a little, try to taste it. She slapped the spoon out there. So I knew it was for me. So I made sure that I was the first one to taste it and got a great big bowl of that. And then I went in for a couple plates because I knew, I said, listen, this is this is the last time I'm going to be able to pig out. Because I talked to Ike. I said, come Monday after Thanksgiving is when we start getting it in. That's what I've been doing. MJ, uh, MJD going skinny. Damashek has to follow suit there. What uh, animal would you be? You know, I, I don't know. I, I was thinking about that. You know, sometimes I'd like to be a mix between a polar bear hmm. and Ooh. a grizzly bear. Because I feel like that'd just be a, a polar bear. You know, that happens. It but happens. you know, polar bears are very aggressive. Yeah. You know how long they swim? I know, to get, but Maurice get doesn't like the cold. It's survival of the fittest, man. I'm you trying gotta, to told you. I, you got to be something. You got to be the best at what you do. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? The wanna, eagle is the best in the air. I always think when I see, we, like when you you talk about uh, those uh, those animal shows or the nature shows, it always seems like it would be super boring if you were a polar bear. It seems like there's nothing to do. It's just nothing but flat whiteness all around you. The one thing you don't want to be, you don't want to be a seal. There's a joke in there somewhere that yeah, I'll uh, there pass is, there was There was a joke in there. <laughs> I got it. There, there's a uh, there's a, a seal. If you're a seal, you got the killer whale trying to get you and the and the sharks, and then you jump on land yeah. and the polar, polar bear waiting on you. Holla at me. Yeah. yeah. The polar bear ain't never going to get ate by no shark, though. Or no, no, no. I'm going to have to think. Of, I, you know what? I probably would be a cheetah. I, I'm they coming get, to get you. They get whooped though. No, they don't. Oh, they, they get whipped. They're, they're the fastest oh, beast. You can't you can't catch them for a short for a short span. Yeah, they, I'm, they, they as I've said too. Burst. What I am already is the love skunk. I'm the love skunk. I'm coming the, to get that too. I'm gonna crush a skull. No, no, no. Well, that's fine. But the love skunk. Here's what uh, Damashek does. Damashek puts a stink on a woman. You see, that's a, and why then, you change your voice? Because this is how it goes. <laughs> I, I, I put my stink on a woman, and then things things go south eventually. <laughs> then they You're say like, like Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, they go like I gotta oh I gotta get this oh I gotta get this filth off me. And then they get into the bathtub. They do the tomato juice bath to wash. <laughs> they get industrial soaps. You know. Then all right, good. I'm clean now. But three months, maybe even three years later, all of a sudden they're I don't know they're doing whatever they're doing in life, and all of a sudden, what is uh oh. I still can smell Damashek on me. Once the stink gets on, you don't wash it off. Man. It can't come off. No. That's why you're in a situation you end up. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of which, football baby. <laughs> nice transition there. He appeared in uh, many more stadiums around uh, Football America, nay, the football planet here. Here we go. He was in uh, Australia. Look at that. He made it to Brisbane, Queensland, uh, Australia. He made it to the Grey Cup up in Canada. Um, he was, uh, he made it to the Jets and Patriots game all over. Uh, send yeah. us a picture. You can find us. Oh, he went, even made it to enemy territory. So sure did Michael, uh, Schindel dropped alive. the line. Yeah, he made it. Uh, Ravens, uh, emerged victorious there. He's had, what does uh, passport look like? His passport is new. loaded. Ooh. Many, many stamps. He, uh, like he I say, up. he's crossed the seas. I hope he'll get to the Super Bowl and beyond there. Uh, good times, and you can find if you want to take football, oh. baby. You can print it out there. You can uh, go t- at the top of my Twitter at Damashek. It's pinned there, or you can just hold up a picture of it on your cell phone. He went to the black hole and got out alive. That's right. That's right. Man. MVP say thirty-two stamps, man. Thirty-two. Yeah. So he's been all over the place. Uh, good times there. It's like Flat Stanley, but way better. All right. We saw Derek Carr. Like I say, boy, that uh, those dislocated fingers were sure going around in uh, Week Twelve. And uh, in la- uh, of late in pro football, Derek Carr probably the highest profile one. He got it snapped back into place, missed one series. His brother David told us that it was dislocated in two places, so they snapped it back in. He said it still hurts. They did it again, and then it was fixed, and then he uh, uh, led the heroic um, victory there. Plus, like he was like Luke Skywalker wearing a black glove. All of a sudden, he was even more powerful than he was before he got the black glove. Maurice, wait, what's the tweet there, uh, MVP? Oh, yeah, I tweeted. Uh, see, I compared him to, Sweet, uh, shit. to Skywalker. They both had black gloves. But, Maurice, did you ever have such a thing? Yes. Really? Yes, 2008. Yeah. Against the, the Colts, I was running the ball, and I got sandwiched. I don't even remember. It was just like a normal tackle, but somehow I got sandwiched, and I broke three of my ribs and tore the cartilage Ooh. in between. And I was like, man, I kept telling the coach, like, something's wrong. Like, I don't know what's wrong. They put a pad on it, and they were, like, heating it up. And, 
but yeah. no. They didn't right there. That's the play. If that's you're that's the play us. right there. Watch, I'm just gonna lay there like <laughs> lay out. Hey, I was like, it got me. That was the I, I, I've never felt pain like that in my life, man. You gotta watch that at NFL.com. NFL.com slash podcast Look, I'm telling you, but I, I wow. was able but I played I played the rest of the game. That's but, amazing. But man. after after the no, game, what? I'm telling you, I was like when I went and laid down and woke up, my wife called me all type of bad names. Like I couldn't run. I was trying to run away from people. It was I was really hurt for for like I can't a solid imagine. If you have broken ribs, I mean there's no there's no oh, hiding Lord, that. No like mercy. you could hide a I could I could it was, bury my off hand if if I had a broken finger, but ribs like every time you get tackled, you ooh, feel that you got right. Skinny on that boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, that was the boy, worst pain ever. As an ox, Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. Derek Carr boy. cried. Hey, cause the, eh, those fingers hurt because I've had those too. But I tell you, <laughs> when he when they sandwiched me, you saw how I let it go. <laughs> I, had, I was like, what happened? And the ref was like, let him get up on his own. I was like, no, this is, this is serious. <laughs> that was great. You lay it on the <laughs> arms splayed out hey. like that. David Carr did confirm that uh, he has already begun teasing his younger brother, As Derek, for crying on the field. Ike Taylor, have you ever had uh, had to play through some uh, nasty injury? Yeah, broke my thumb. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Played with a cast on. I remember that. Yeah, broke both of my pinkies. Uh, matter of fact, the first time I broke my pinky, we was in Seattle, and what was the special teams team and the wide receiver? Jared Jer- Vicious. Jared Vicious. My my pinky got stuck in the shoulder pad, so he was running mm. with my pinky. I'm trying to get my pinky out, but you in the middle of the game, I'm like, bruh. And he just he keep because I guess he thought I was holding him. I'm like my pinky, my pinky, my pinky, <laughs> my pinky. <laughs> so we go to the sideline. This pinky leaning over here, and I and I go to the trainer. Mr. Rico go to the train like, you see my pinky? She was like, oh, yeah, we just snap it back. No, you can't snap it back. It's broke. It's, it's gone. <laughs> it's broke. So what we did was put a splint on it. They taped these two together. So, you know, the popsicle sticks, mm-hmm. crack the popsicle sticks, put both of them up, take these two together. Boy, get back on the field. And and any ill effects? It had surgery. No, nah, you couldn't. My grip wasn't. You mm. know, I was only gripping with these three. But, you know, by the time we went back to Pittsburgh, had surgery, fixed it up. But you still got to play, man. Well, you know what? You're not. You're preaching to the choir. I mean, one week ago, I had no voice, and yet I showed up and did the DDFP. I yeah. did fantasy and friends yeah. with Maurice Jones. Yeah, Shaq did that till they till till the coaches came and pulled me. They pulled me about halfway through. They're like, oh, no, you can't go anymore. You can't go anymore. They threw in the white towel. So I can go. I'm going to make it. And they said, no, no, we don't want you going on. You're making everybody around the country disgusted. They're tuning out. They don't, No one wants to hear you anymore. Gotcha. Ike Taylor, by the way, one week ago sat in uh, this chair and hosted the show and was gangbusters. I sat and listened Thank for you. the most part, but it was uh, great stuff there. All right. Oh, and also, the uh, I guess the gold standard, the two gold standards, Ron, Ronnie Lott literally had a chunk of his finger taken off so he could keep playing. And then Jack Youngblood, number 85 of the uh, L.A. Rams, played in the NFC title game and then in the Super Bowl on a broken leg. Yeah. That's, that's, that's real. That's crazy. I, You know, the thing I always love, too, I have to mention it for the million and first time. That's real. Jack Youngblood. Yeah, it's also weird that Jack Youngblood – all right, so he had to play the Super Bowl. That's understandable. That's your one shot. You don't have to. He also played in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> what are you trying to prove there? Uh, that's real. It meant it meant something to him. Hey man, that's real, man. That's when the Pro Bowl was. It meant something to everybody. It was the NFC versus the AFC, yep. and you were fighting for bragging rights. Yep. Do you know that uh, you guys? I bet you you may not know about this. Do you know that up until I think it was seventy seven or maybe seventy? I think seventy seven. College all stars would play the Super Bowl champs. 
Can you imagine that going on right now? Someone would get hurt. Well, I know, but I know that's the answer that everybody always gives. That's why. But I mean, imagine that. What, can college, you imagine the college all stars playing the Super Bowl champs? Playing the Super Bowl champs. Somebody would get hurt. Well, all right, fine. The, but the who quarterback? Would, who would hurt. win that? Who, who? What would happen if that? That's when when I when I denounce fifties football and people say, "Oh, you're disrespectful about history." I say, "Well, listen. It was a minor league sport. Witness the fact that the college all stars would regularly beat the NFL's uh, right. champion. The, the college teams were better than pros were. It was a different sport back then. What would happen right now? What would be the final score if you put the, um, you know, the Denver Broncos of last year up against a, you know, gaggle of college stars? Carson Wentz at QB, I guess, would be uh, your QB, or Deshaun Watson would have been the QB." Shoot down in confidence. What? They, they, they wouldn't want to. Von play. Miller, there's not one person in the, in the <clears> college that can even get close to Von Miller. It would have got ugly. Bad. It, real, real bad. I, I just say, I go, <clears throat> excuse me, I just go with Seattle. So I'll put on Seattle defense versus any college team and let Cam Chancellor just come down here. I would put it. Carolina's defense last year versus. Yeah. Any, imagine them kids trying to tackle Cam Newton. <laughs> that, that would be the best, yeah. That was. It, it, it's rough, man. But, Isn't hey, that check. fun though? That's a, I, I love the idea of that game. I wish we could bring that back. That would be great fun. You, you to know, watch you that. know, it's the, you know, what separate the men from the boys in Help. the NFL? Every the guys who play hurt. Yep. The guys who play hurt with the broken fingers, with the broken thumbs. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. The broken forearms. Like man, guys, that's that's. Them, them are man points when you playing hurt. Like what Jordan Reed did, he came back with that AC joint, but he came back, he was like – I know, it's it's like – it's a weird thing because you don't want to celebrate that. Yeah, but I'm, oh, the man celebrate no, I'm saying that the, the tenor, it feels like, in the 21st century is you don't want – you, you kind of want to not focus on injuries in pro football and everything, but the reality is that's what it takes. You're it's never the same. Is there big people running into each You're other? You're never the same after the first there is day of training camp. I, Your I, body is never the it same. It does matter. Toughness does matter Oh, that's all it's about. In the NFL. Before right. the show, I was just texting with uh, Eric Bieniemy, the running back coach for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and I remember vividly being in college and him cussing me out because I, my, I bruised my spleen. He was like, <laughs> "How he was dare like, you do that?" He was like, "What, what, what do you mean you can't practice? What, what do you What do you mean?" I'm, I'm like, "Dude, I'm, I'm urinating blood. I, I can't, I can't practice. I'm hurt." Oh yeah. Well, when you get to the league, you're gonna practice. I was like, "Yeah, right." And I did. <laughs> all That's right. The difference it's that real. leads us into that is crazy. I don't know if I approve of that, but all right, let's get to it. Thrill of victory, <laughs> agony of defeat. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. We'll start it off with uh, the Monday night capper there. Maurice, I'm sorry to tell you, Aaron Rodgers scored more points than you wanted him to, so you lost uh, a couple of fantasy games as a result. But I told you also on Monday's Fantasy and Friends, or I asked you and I asked the world, what more does Aaron Rodgers need to do for everybody to prove that he's still good? This nonsense. All right, fine, but he's on a – a deeply flawed team. He has that. They have no defense. They have they. I mean, Devontae Adams is their is their pass catcher emerging now. But I mean, this is a bad football team around him. And man, whatever ails that Packers team, it ain't Aaron Rodgers. He's still the, he's still the best I've ever seen. Well, they don't have a running game. I mean, you can put Tiger Montgomery there, but they they still don't have a running game. And I and I I was watching you guys last night, and I was watching the show, and I think Mike Rob was saying like, when it gets cold, you have to be able to move people off the ball and run the ball at people, in because in the playoffs you have to shorten the game. You want to get a lead and then shorten the game as quick as possible. Um, but with Aaron, it just seems like they'll try to run the ball, 
James Starks is doing his best, but he's not a, a, a every down running back. He's just a, a, a third down guy, yeah. catch the ball, uh, change the pace guy. But I mean, they don't have a running game, and their offensive line's not blocking. I mean, they're banged up. They they have you when you when they let go of sitting. It was it was Josh sitting right. They let go once they let him go. I knew that there was something going on. Well, circle that game coming up in two weeks. They host the Seahawks. They win that one. They might not lose in the regular season. They may wind up winning that division. As it is, best win. That's what we do in thrill of victory. I'll go with the Lions because that one, you know, they they come from behind once again. And I know we've talked about it with our pal Cynthia Freeland here, the advanced analytics. In fact, she and Ike went back and forth on this a few weeks ago. And she said, well, there's going to be a regression. You can't – teams just can't keep winning by two points and coming from behind in fourth quarters and everything else. And I said to her and I said it to Ike and I said it to Michael Robinson on Monday night too, there's a certain human element that – once you start feeling that, once you start in the locker room, that's got to be a thing like, hey, guys, this is our year. Like, there's a magical vibe here. We keep doing this, right? Doesn't that matter? Doesn't don't those things accumulate and mean something to you going, hey, this is our year? That's that's how we felt in 2005. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's how we felt in 2005, man, in Pittsburgh still is like we felt that was our year. And Coach Kyle said the best when we lost against Indy the first time. He was like, don't worry, we'll be back for the playoffs, and we're going to the Super Bowl. He said it's subtle. Just like that. Hmm. And the man wasn't lying. But we just felt like that was our year. We felt like, you know, we wanted to do it for Bussy. We felt like, man, it was in Detroit. Let's do it for Bussy. He's thinking about retiring. Let's go out on and send the man out the way he needs to be sent out. That was a totally He didn't unselfish. act when he went back to Indianapolis like he really wanted to go to the Super Bowl. Remember him at the goal line when he dropped that ball? But they wind up doing what? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. They wind up winning. That we wind the, up winning again. That would have been the worst thing the I'd ever seen in my life. It's that a was it's a still is one of the five worst things I've ever seen. It's a woulda, coulda, shoulda, but we won the Super Bowl. You, you won the Super Bowl. I so was, by the end of the day, that's all that really matters. I mean, the same thing in 2007 when we went, we had to go to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, at that point, we, we lost to the Colts twice. And I was like, why are we losing to these dudes? We're like, I get it, they have Peyton Man, they had Reggie Wayne, but we were just dominating them week in, week out. But we beat everybody else. I mean, I want to say we lost to Houston um, the last game of the year because no one played. And then we might have lost two other, another other game. But I mean, we were rolling. And it, it was like, once you get, once you start believing you can win. It's a route. Once everybody, once all sixty-one guys in that locker room, from the practice squad to the trainers, everybody start believing that they 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 matter to the winning. And Nothing by the happens. way, as far as that goes, I know, uh, you know, Derek Carr, if they conducted the vote right now, Derek Carr would be the MVP. I think Dak and Zeke would split votes there in Dallas, but they're both worthy of consideration. But Matt Stafford also should be brought up. He keeps – I know his numbers don't add up to what, you know, I don't know, Matt Ryan or even Aaron Rodgers. But, but he uh, – these rallies, you know, what do you want? You want a nails QB who does it in the but clutch not, and he keeps doing it. But he's year. not playing – Tough teams though, like the Vikings. I know, but that, that that plays, you know, that goes into the MVP vote. Like Stafford, they, they, I mean, they beat the Vikings. The Vikings haven't won a game since they were five and. I know they win the division though. If the Lions win the division the year after Calvin Johnson retires, that's a story. It is, it is. But Minnesota's not at full health, right? Green Bay, we don't even know what's going on with Green Bay. I, I, I've never seen Aaron Rodgers lose that many in a row. And then Chicago, Chicago. I just think when you talk about Derek Carr and what they've been able to do on the road, I mean, to be undefeated on the road. Is amazing. Like that means you can go anywhere, and you ain't tripping on what a location at. I also like thought the Chiefs' victory was significant. Hey, let's get to the worst loss. That certainly would be a candidate. Ike, let's get to your scapegoat of the week. 
Kubiak, man, Coach Cool, man. What you I don't, want? I don't like that one. Look, what? you put the, we put the goat head on him for you, but uh, he's the care, escape man. goat. But yeah, Coach, he's the Super Bowl champ, man. Uh, last year. All right. That that happened last year. So Coach Cool, man, you, you got a strong defense, regardless on what we want to say about Trev. Trev has been balling. He's been progressing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he he's been coming along. Can I say this too about that? What? What? I mean, Dak Prescott was a fifth round draft pick. This Trevor's fourth round. All right. Trevor Simeon is a seventh round pick. We know that the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, was the sixth round pick. But seriously, scouts, shame on you. How many guys can slip through the cracks before we can take you seriously? This is ridiculous already. He, he's. I think Trevor Simeon is different. I, I think Trevor Simeon. He makes some guy, big throws. He does make some big throws, but he's been in that system before. It's his second time. You know, he's comfortable. He has that mystique. He, I mean, the guy – I remember hearing the coach say something about it, him out of Northwestern. Like, he doesn't he doesn't get scared in the big in the big moment. He's even keel. That's what you need in a quarterback. You know, sometimes we look too much at the arm strength and this and that. Like, no, as long as a guy is cool, that's what makes Joe Flacco so good. I was just going to say, you he, know what? He doesn't For, panic. I don't think Joe Flacco is a guy who can carry an offense for 16 games or anything. But the one thing you give got to give him credit for is, man, he just keeps on firing. No matter what's going oh, yeah. on, Dak Prescott has exhibited some of that too. He can look crummy early in a game. Roethlisberger has some. I mean, I guess there's a lot of success, you know quarterbacks who are good uh, have the ability right. to forget their screw-ups earlier in the game, and they just keep on firing. I said, go for it, go for it on fourth down, man. My cornerback Gaines had a rough night. Oh, he had, a, he had, a, he had a very rough night. So on that fourth and ten, where I need to find where Gaines at. I need to see where he at, because who's ever checking him, I'm going to him. I'm let, a, let me give you the worst defeat I feel like, and that's Carolina. I mean, they yeah. were in the race. Yeah, think of that. They were in the NFC race, man. Right. They had that game won. Yeah, and but that's tough, man. That's it for them too. That's it. They, There's no. I know. Back from that. I know. The Falcons got a big win again, but now Kansas City's going to Atlanta this week. That's a potential loss there. Carolina was there was some momentum building there. They rally. Imagine that. That game was over at halftime after yeah. Leo Mack int. But then all of a sudden, like rally you blink back. your eye, well, Carolina's in the lead here. Twenty five. They win that one. There. I don't think they look back. I'm with you, Maurice. I think that, that was a significant. Uh, uh, that hurts all their chances. They're gonna have a high draft pick. Yeah. Well, they're done now. Yeah. They're. Yeah. Do- I'll tell you the other one. We talk about uh, QBs who have no memory in a good way. The guy who's the opposite of that is the red rifle. And I don't want to oh. pile on here, but, well, I mean, I, it's just something I've been pointing to for three years here. He does remember, and in a bad way, the season on the line, the maybe Marv Lewis era on the line. I mean, this is a bad team this year. They lose Hugh Jackson, and they completely go to pot. Now they lose A.J. Green and Gio Bernard. And you could say, well, that's the excuse. And no more excuses. It's a, it, <laughs> I'm done with excuses. For, if I'm a Bengals fan, it doesn't bother me if the Bengals aren't right. good. But if you're a Bengals fan, how long can you put up with this? And Vontez Burfecht's nonsense. So Marv Lewis is ain't controlling the locker room. That Burfecht is still behaving that way out there, doing that nonsense with the flopping and everything else. But the season, the 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 era, maybe the the Marv Lewis era, maybe hanging in the balance. Red Rifle gets the ball. Eight passes, four of them batted down at the line, then he fumbles the game away. Right? That's that's to me the worst loss. That's right him there. though. I've been saying that for the longest. And and he got he had well, he had a good supporting cast. You know, you still All have Sanu. You have Sanu, you, you have You get paid a lot of had, money, Andy Dalton. You gotta be able to overcome AJ Green's out. All right. Well, I'm still the quarterback. Gotta, it's I easy, carry it's it. easier said than done, though. You gotta remember he lost three he lost two number one wide receivers. Yeah. 
Sanu All right, but, and Marvin Jones. But he's getting paid like that he That has is. nothing to do. You, you you can't help what a guy gets paid. Yeah, you I'm can't help, you can't but I'm argue. pointing out that guys get paid, so you conflate oh. them with like, well, then they must be on they, – they, you, you're required. If you're getting paid that kind of dollars, then you have to play – Something no, in the don't. ballpark like Tom Brady. No, no you or don't. Or you ruin your franchise. No, you don't. Well, I, well yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get paid $100 million, and, and I mean, Joe Flacco's the, the the prime example of that. Since they won the Super Bowl, they're 500 ball club. Yep, that's right. That's just what they are. I know that the Ravens had to make that deal, but. Uh, so what, what you need to start doing is just paying guys who are your franchise guys instead of just saying he's my franchise quarterback. Yeah. You talk about easier said than done. That's easier said than done because when Flacco's up, you lose him. Now you go into the great abyss of the unknown. And who – I mean, you know. I, well, he I, lost his check down, Charlie Brown, Ray Rice. Like, yeah. we can say what we want to. Yep. That boy was a check down master. That, that was his number he one wide receiver. He will pass the rate and Ray Oh, he still got his favorite play. I'm going to just throw it as far as I can and see if I get uh, some P.I. That's what, yeah, that's, 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 what, that's what Flacco likes to do. All right, awesome stuff as always. That We could go for another hour and a half as far as I'm concerned. The great Maurice Jones-Drew, check him out on Fantasy and Friends and NFL Now doing uh, No Disrespect and uh, and Fashion Popo and Celebration Station with number two for Ike Taylor. Make sure you're checking him out on Total Access every Monday night. Gangbuster stuff out of uh, number 24 Thank here. You, Always a good time in here in Studio 66. We'll be back later in the week to tell you who's going to win the Week 13 games. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been, it's been a thin slice of heaven. I want to get the animal planet people on here. Talk some beasts. You want, to be, you want to be a cheetah. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.